Let me take a sec to call it Straw Hat. We can edit edit this. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's just move over to the Skull and Bones. Okay. Just start with this. The one. magic of editing. Call yeah. one sec. Three, two, one. Oh. I wasn't criticizing you, Sorry, by the way. I, I was trying to make that funny, and you just looked at me like... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> didn't hold that back? <laughs> yes, hello, miss. Uh, Pleased to call for delivery. I just wanted to see. I'm in the back garage, so I don't... I'm, what's the address? The address is... Honey, well, I'm in the back part right here, so if you can, uh, give me a call. Thank you. Okay. Bye. That guy was on coke. <laughs> Yeah, you can tell people are on coconut. That's how he was, dude. Like, compared to that chick before, she was... Sonny the Tweaker's working at dude. Straw Hat. <laughs> like, you heard me. I had to go, uh, yeah. what? Because I didn't know what he was saying. It was too fast. Took a lot outside. I'm like, oh, okay, she'll call me from outside. Okay, so... Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones. Doherty here, a little bit of the Baby Shambles, new record, really digging it. You're listening to the Far Out Podcast, if you didn't know, and uh, you listen to Buck Perez here hey, on my right. Todd, how we doing? Doing great, Buck. And also with us once again, our good buddy Quinn. Hello. Uh, I am here. You are here and present and sweating. Staring at the ceiling and noticing the crutches and the chicken wire. Yes, that's the ceiling of the Far Out Garage, <laughs> which is how we, we deal with most medical cases around here is chicken wire and crutches, <laughs> then you're on your fucking own. Yeah, Obamacare hasn't kicked in yet, so we're doing chicken wire and crutches. <laughs> Another month to go. Another month to go, babies. All right, so you listen to the Far Out Podcast. On today's show, we're going to talk about uh, weird initiation rituals that go on in secret societies. Uh-oh. And because we got to let Quinn oh, know man. what... The, oh, oh, sorry, Mark. We've got to let Quinn know exactly what's going to affect him now because uh, he's done enough shows now to be considered as part of the rotating gang of cigar store Indians. Right. We jump people in much like uh, (laughs) MS-13. Yes. We fucking jump them in. So you're going to have to deal with that. Now, we've always kept this initiation ritual secret, and we've done it off mic. But because we've done (laughs) the show for three years, the people need to know what it takes to become part of this Show. Yeah. O- Oscar Tayeda has been jumped in. Yeah. Kira Hesser has been jumped in. Casey Gullickson. Uh, Elliot Dagan would, didn't even need to be jumped in because he's like one of the producers and writers of this show. I, I still wanted to jump him in, but you didn't want to. Yeah, well, <laughs> Elliot's too good to me to hurt him. But Quinn, Quinn, you're going to deal with it. But we're going to deal with that later after learning about other secret initiations. But well, before we get into that, uh, I had a wonderful experience the other day. I oh. went to uh, West Hollywood for a signing for uh, Coffee and the new album by filmmaker David Lynch. Wow. Now, if you're not familiar with David Lynch's work, he created Twin Peaks oh, yes. and wrote and directed lots of those episodes. Uh, he did the movie Blue Velvet, which is a f- w- was the only film voted the worst film of the 80s and the best film Man. of the 80s. Uh, the Elephant Man, Dune. Eraserhead. Eraserhead, the straight story. Like, David Lynch... 
as kind of when I was like 15 and trying to come into this world uh, and kind of as a creative person, David Lynch was somebody that showed me there was deeper stuff. It was like the Beatles and David Lynch showed me that uh, uh, this, this world was full of much deeper things. And it's probably translated into this podcast and other creative things I've done. So uh, I went to this signing. I'm kind of pissed you didn't call and, and let me know this was happening. Because you're a big David Lynch fan. Too. I am totally. Huge. Not. He's huge. You know, when you when I called you and you, you said you were going, I didn't feel so bad. I was like, oh, well, I've seen Twin Peaks, <laughs> but that's about it. Mulholland Drive. It's not easy to meet David Lynch. I mean, he's, no, no, he's he, not exactly he's an accessible, accessible guy. Yeah. 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 So I uh, I went to this signing and like I'd lined up and I was like, oh, my God. It was a bunch of, like the crowd trying to meet David Lynch <laughs> is... It's it's not the uh, you know backstage at an Aerosmith show. It's like extras from one of his movies, I bet. Right? <laughs> it's just like yeah, you could have done a casting call for the creepiest looking inhabitants of Twin Peaks, and Nuts. it was in West Hollywood. Would just put the the bar even higher right. for a nut job. Yeah. But uh, I got to go down there and I bought like his his CD. Of his, his, he made a music album, so I, I bought that and got an Eraserhead poster that they gave out for free. Wow. And so the thing is, when you're gonna meet somebody famous. Is that you go through these machinations in your head about what do you say when you're meeting your idol? Mm-hmm. Sure. And I and then immediately I thought, well, what do what does he hear from everybody? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Twin Peaks, or mm-hmm. some kind of line is damn fine coffee, or Heineken, fuck that shit, Pap's Blue Ribbon, something like that, right? Like somebody's gonna drop a line on him, so I don't want to do that. You don't want to be those people. And he's just gonna say, yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that a billion. I hear that every day of my life. Right. And so, you know, I was just kind of going nuts trying to think about it. So eventually I just took a book. He recently read a book about meditation and creativity. So mm-hmm. I, I took that book with me and said, I, I, uh, I read your book and I really enjoyed it. It was great. And he was like, oh, thank you. And he shook my hand and gave me an autograph. And I was just like, and he looked like David Lynch. Like he had mm-hmm. the big crazy <laughs> white hair and like this suit. And it was really hot, but he was still wearing like a three-piece course, suit. Yeah. And then I, I, I took like a really blurry photo, but I was like, oh, my God. I mean, the only people I could – you know, really explain this to is maybe Quinn, you know, somebody who really loves uh, Lynch's work. Now, was the exchange good for you? Did you feel like you left everything on the table or did you want to say more to him after? I, you know, I figured anything that I could say to him, somebody else had said to him probably. Yeah. Right. And so I just, it was just like embracing that moment, having a handshake and just looking him in the eye. And he had these really blue, beautiful eyes. So usually with older <laughs> oh, people, well. oh, yeah. No? You're in love with Lynch. <laughs> I'm in love with David Lynch. Yeah. A little bit of a man crush. There's a little naked lunch here. Oh, God, yes. A naked so, lunch with Lynch. David Cronenberg. I know. I'm just, uh, I'm just ripping here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I like that you corrected me on it, though. And I had, I had the same thing earlier this week. I'm not trying to like, brag or whatever, but for my job at work, yeah. I've been writing an uh, ad campaign with Rob Schneider, yeah. the comedian. Really smart. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy, but that that was cool. But Buck, you've you've recently had some celebrity sightings, yes? Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm working on a new truck now, and I don't know what it is about the truck, but it's attracting celebs. Oh well, by the way, you have a new gig, which yeah. people now uh, actually people have emailed me and left comments on the site that were really concerned that you lost your job, which is cool. We've developed that uh, <laughs> relationship with the audience, but cool. You you got a new gig, right? You're yeah. working, you're making money. I work on a ro- rolling lobster truck, so I serve fresh made lobster. 
As opposed to grilled cheese. Off a truck. Step up. Yeah. Wait, Step fre- up. Fresh Maine lobster? Maine lobster flowing in from Maine every day. And it's when, fre- how, when how, when how, how can I'm, it be fresh? I'm picking it up. <laughs> I'm picking it up from... Hey, don't denigrate what I do, young I'm man. Sorry, I'm sorry. Seven I, hour I, I couldn't play. resist. He's in California. What do you want? You want lobster out here? Have you ever had Pacific lobster? It's nasty. Uh, yeah, I don't it, know where the lobster. Go I, to Red Lobster and you'll have Pacific Lobster. I had it in Costa Rica and it was ten bucks, so that was I was happy <laughs> there you with go. it. And you go to Rosarita Beach, it's about the same thing, but this is much better. You, you'll come see my truck. You'll see what's up. I will. But uh, for some reason, the truck brings in the celebs. Mm-hmm. I've seen celebs. Ooh, uh, yeah. And what did I, you see? Well, I mean, you know me and my daytime uh, TV habits. <laughs> I, I was floored. When I looked outside my window, and Judge Marilyn Millian from People's Court is staring right back at me. Wow! wow. That was that was a mo- don't. I feel like you're laughing. No, at- I was I was laughing because both Todd and I said wow, oh, wow. To, to Marilyn. You're not Ma- impressed. Millian. I can hear it in your voice. You're not impressed. I was thoroughly yeah, impressed. No, I, I, I am. I am to a point starstruck. I'm 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 impressed to a point. Yeah. Well, what Quinn doesn't know <laughs> is that we've done many bits on the show, which are completely honest, where we talk about how Buck uh, doesn't work normal professional hours that people normally do. Mm-hmm. So he likes to get up and he watches... What, judge we, shows. You watch I, judge I watch shows court, all day. I watch court shows all day. The judge Joe Brown, Judge Mathis. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm, I'm much the same way. I, my schedule allows me to kind of take my time in the morning and I... Uh, I find myself watching The View um, almost oh. every day. Jenny McCarthy's on there. She's still kind of hot. So. Yeah. She hasn't minute. started yet, but yeah. Is that, is that in between when you're watching the Miley Cyrus We Can't Stop <laughs> Music video? Is that hey, that's you. The, what are you talking about? I can't stop watching. I can't <laughs> I stop. So what, what did stop. you say to judge from the people's so, court? Um, at one point she asked, how are, your, how are your crab cakes? And I said, uh, you know, I, I'm... Like you immediately thinking of shit I could say to her, you know. And so she asked me how the crab cakes are. I said, well, Mathis liked them, but I'm going to let you <laughs> be the judge. <laughs> it was it was great. That's, that is genius. It was awesome, yeah. I, the I, fact I, that you were able to I did, riff for, like that. For once in my life, I that, didn't Costanza it. Good. Like, you know, driving home. Ah, yeah. shit, I should have said this. Yeah, you know? no, yeah it actually like came to me. Wow. Yeah, so Now isn't People's Court the show that has Harvey Levin as yes. their interviewer yes. guy? Yeah. Wow. You know, that Man. that would that would have impressed me more, I think. Uh if I said something about Levin. If he if he yeah. had been to your uh, yeah. lobster truck. But Levin's a horrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. I, I don't know what it is, but yeah. I, I, I find him interesting. He's the the, the guardian <laughs> of trash. I I like that he, he's a lawyer, so he figures out how to run that stuff legally. And so, we all love lawyers. So yeah. <laughs> Marilyn Million, she was beautiful, beautiful daughter though too. I, oh, met, yeah? I met the whole family. Wow! I met the whole family. This is almost reminiscent of the time when I uh, did a gig for Alyssa Milano's uh, kid's first birthday. Oh, she was she still hot? Because she's she's wow. smoking. She's smoking now, dude. She's a Dodger fan. Yeah. So uh, I did not get any play from her. I was hitting <laughs> her up quite a bit, but I did get some play from Grandma Million. Oh yeah, yeah. Alyssa or Grandma Milano. I'm sorry, Grandma Milano. Uh. Yeah, she she liked me. I, nice. I met I met a weird grandma one time. She's throwing out vibe. Her mother. We were doing like a, an Adam Carolla broadcast, and we had there's like a whole bunch of celebrities coming in at the, the Playboy Mansion. So we got to check people in, and Amarosa huh. was oh, going to yeah. be on the show. So Amarosa showed up with her mother, and Mrs. Amarosa 
like talk about like Amorosa is known for being the ultimate reality show bitch. Yeah, and and so then I, I looked at Mrs. Amorosa and I was like, I am fucking afraid to shit of you because you raised Amorosa, <laughs> right? You know, but so you, you she was. Some- oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I she was also with uh, Michael Clark Duncan uh, right. when, when he dropped dead. So I saw to get real name droppy. <laughs> I saw Michael Clark Duncan at a when at the old KLSX building that had like a little. Gourmet Bites, which had the best chili fries in yeah. L.A., and that was like the, where everybody ate for lunch. Yeah. And one day, Mark Michael Clark Duncan was sitting in there eating. <laughs> wow, that dude was fucking huge. <laughs> <laughs> like he was sitting at a table, and it was like he was like just brick shit house of like eleven feet tall, and it's mm. like long arms and long legs. I was like, man. I was like, man. We should really get him playing left tackle for the Raiders because that guy was huge. <laughs> But so, Bup, you've seen some other people, even bigger names recently, right? Yes, uh, I was. I had two females in front of me, and my uh, my chef at the time was like, "Hey, who do who do these two uh, celebrity lookalikes look like?" And I'm like, "Well, the one on the right looks like uh, Halle Berry, you know, type of type of chick, you know, pretty pretty good looking." Mm-hmm. One on the left, I didn't really. You know, I was just kind of ambivalent. I'm like, I don't know who this looks like. He's like, is she cute though? Yeah. Oh, very attractive, very attractive uh, young female. And he's like, Oh no, no, she's. That's that's Jessica Alba. That's Halle Berry, and I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. They look like them. Yeah, and, and where were you doing the? Uh... <laughs> this was uh, what Santa Monica area, so okay. it was right around like the MTV building, Yahoo, all that's in one hmm. direct yeah. spot. So we park out there, and um, at one point, my chef leans over and he's like, no, 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 that's Jessica Alba, hmm. and I'm like, you know, I've seen Into the Blue, I, I know, I I know Miss Alba. You know, I, I've seen her discography, and I don't think that's her. And he was adamant. He's like, no, 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 that's her, that's her. And he's like, watch, check the card, because credit card transaction. Mm-hmm. And it said Jessica, which I was shocked at, but it said Warner. Hmm. So I guess recently, though. She married somebody. She married someone named Cash Warner. Oh, wow. So it was Jessica Alba. Like, I put this together all in the truck. Mm-hmm. And so at that point... I had to excuse myself and go take a lap around the truck just to check out Jessica Alba. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was she hot in person? Because some of the people use body doubles also. Like, right. Sin City, Jessica Alba, when she had a little more oh, weight God, on her, yeah. was like one of the hottest chicks ever. Then, then once she got skinny, and then I was like, eh, I'm done. I'm, like, she wasn't hot to me anymore when she got skinny. Mm. But she was nice and good thick thighs and nice big buttocks. Sure, sure. Yeah, she was looking just as good. But uh, they've, had, they've had post baby pictures of her recently, and she looks. Pretty that's the thing. She just had a kid, that. right? Yeah. So she's. She, but she looks like she's back in, oh, she, in, in uh, back at back in Sin City shape, fi- fighting. Yeah, weight. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it didn't end up, uh, you know, anything good or anything. We didn't go like, "Are you Jessica Alba?" Yeah. But the the guy was uh, transacting next. I'm like, "Was that?" And, and before I could say anything, he's like, "Yeah, it was just Galba." Wow! So yeah, wow, well hmm. known, but also on the truck saw one of my favorite people in the world, Paul Giamatti. Really? Ah, I'm in Venice. That would be awesome. Yes, it was very awesome. That's cool. I'm in Venice, and I'm at the front of the truck. It's real slow, and I'm just looking at the people walking down the street, and I'm looking at the student. I'm like, "Holy fucking shit! That's Paul Giamatti." That's Paul Giamatti. And of don't course, go to the dark side. <laughs> the chef that I'm with is like, man, you don't know shit. He's saying, uh, you know, that's not him. That's not him. And I'm like, so I basically, I, there's two windows in the truck. I lean out just a little bit. And as he's walking by, I'm like, Paul, hey, Paul, Paul, 
Like that? So you did that little quiet, like... <laughs> yeah. I, 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 the I quiet go, holla? Hey, you! Yeah, it was a quiet holla. Make, like, subliminal, yeah. almost. Yeah. Paul, hey, Paul. <laughs> hey, Paul. And he just, he gave a look like, who the fuck? Like, looked back. And as soon as he did, I'm like, oh, shit, it is Paul Giamatti! Yeah, I turned into that idiot fan right then. <laughs> yeah. Because that's me. Yeah. Uh, I reacted the same way when see, I... See, the way I see that scenario is that Paul Giamatti met Buck. Yeah, That's yeah, what, and he didn't even from know the Far Out podcast. He, he didn't even know it. Yeah, didn't even realize. Exactly. The only person you've ever tried to plug the show to, Buck, was uh, was Petros from Petros and Money, right? <laughs> that was back when we first started. He'd and, like it, I think, and I thought he would too because I delivered uh, what ribs to his house. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how I meet people. Yeah, I deliver ribs to their house. You what feed you feed the cele- you feed celebrities basically. basically. What, was he a nice guy? <sighs> After he put his pants on. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did answer the door with no pants on. I'm just putting that out there, Petros. You did. I got no pants on! And I never respected people that did that. Like, there was always some dude that we delivered to, he'd he'd answer shirtless. Right. And it's like, dude, you called us. You know we're coming. Put a fucking shirt on. He wasn't like Mark Wahlberg or anything. This guy was not not good to look at without a shirt. Speaking of delivery... Mark um, Wahlberg is good to look at without a shirt. Speaking of delivery... Mark um, Wahlberg is good to look at without a shirt. Speaking of delivery, Mike um, Wahlberg is good to look at without a shirt. Speaking of delivery, Mike um, Wahlberg is good to look at without a shirt. Speaking of delivery, Mike um, Wahlberg is good to look at without a shirt. Next time on the Far Out Podcast. You're wrong. Have you been there? Have you been to Ground Zero? Have you seen the distance between the World Trade Center and Building 7 that just went down of its own accord? You can't tell me it wasn't a controlled demolition. I just can't listen to this bullcrap. So, Quinn, you're getting comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you're looking pretty comfortable on the show today, but you, you do know that this I is... Know, I know what's coming, and you're I'm... You're a made man today. Terrified. That's why I brought yeah. up the pizza, because I'm thinking that's my way out. So we, we, we have an initiation... <laughs> I gotta go to the door and, and buy the pizza. No, no, Quinn. You're staying right there in that seat, because we have an initiation for you. All right. The and pizza, we, pizza is involved in it. Oh, shit. Yeah, we throw pizza at you. No. <laughs> he wishes. There, you're going to have to consume something. Okay. And... Oh. There's going to be some questions that you need to answer, but we're not going to get into that yet. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna survey. This isn't gonna mess up my sobriety, is it? Hmm? <laughs> how long has long has it been since you had a drink? Well, almost four years. Well, get, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> Whenever I, I know a guy my age who's yeah. had to get off the wagon, there's a story involved. Well, but we're gonna we're gonna several. Par- there's several. We're gonna parlay if that you, if you do it right. There's several. We're gonna parlay <laughs> that into another story, but. What we need to get into right now is in order to give some kind of heft, some kind of weight to what we do for the rotating gang of Cigar Star Indians initiation, mm-hmm. we're going to look at some in- initiations from some other secretive societies, much like our own. Uh-huh. So Quinn here has a list that was recently published and Cracked. I believe you just have three different initiation ceremonies, and mm-hmm. we can okay. discuss it as a show. So uh, let's get into it. What's uh, four? Do we have the count here, Buck? Do we have the count ready for one? Try and get it up. All right, don't don't worry about it. Nah. Uh, all right. Nah. Okay. Go ahead. All right, the Bohemian Grove, which I've seen on the History Channel. This is pretty interesting stuff. The Bohemian Grove is a San Francisco-based gentleman's club, oh, but so not strippers? the kind oh. you think of when you read San Francisco-based gentleman's club. 
This gentleman's club fills its roles with the world's most influential and most powerful men, including every Republican president since 1923. So wait, wait, so who do we have? uh, And some of the Democratic ones. Every Republican. So every Republican. We have have Ronald Reagan. We have Gerald Ford. We have Richard Nixon. We have, uh, I think, Calvin Coolidge was a Republican. Someone will email me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, Woodrow Wilson? No, I think he was a, Wilson was a Democrat. No, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, oh, so we ha- we have we, we we got the we got all the big Eisenhower. Yep, they've all been part of the San Francisco secret society, most likely. Nice, uh, but it, but it is a secret society, so they'll never tell. Um, along with uh, prominent captains of industry. Oh, uh, even after the Bohemians are invited, they often have to wait a solid fifteen years to get in the door. Despite the meatballs-esque itinerary, serious uh, stuff has happened because of these friendships. Most famously, the initial plans to are, are for the Manhattan Project were allegedly hashed out in between all the kumbaya-ing so the pro- and so the fishing The project that created the A-bomb, that basically changed the world as we know it, Most likely, was discussed amongst this crowd. It's so being like part it. of this crowd is pretty heavy. Yeah. Like, yeah. They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't trust us with weed killer <laughs> on the show. You know, you know that show on History Channel. It's called like De- Decoded. Brad Meltzer, that sure, sure writer, and they did a whole hour on the Bohemian Club, and they actually tried to get into the place, and like they were, it, it was crazy, like the amount of security. Once the his the History Channel got away from Hitler, uh, yeah, no, I'm, and went into aliens, I stopped watching. History Channel's a bunch of BS, but um, w- uh, which made the Cold War possible and killed over two hundred thousand Japanese people was likely begun on Bohemian Grove grounds. Keep that in mind when you read about the weird-ass initiation. Simulate a human sacrifice in front of a 40-foot-tall mechanical owl that what? speaks with Walter Cronkite's voice. I am an owl. <laughs> and that's the way it was. Yeah. <laughs> and here... That was good. President Kennedy was a... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that's Walter Cronkite, but... But so they have a that, that, that's badass. Whenever you get a large mechanical owl, I, I would just I just think like Boobala from Clash of the Titans. I was just thinking Clash of the Titans. Yeah, uh, the yeah. original Clash Bo- of the Titans. Boobo, Boobo, not Boobala, not Boobala. <laughs> I was thinking Boobala. Boobo, yeah. Yeah, it's like Boobo, Jewish? The, the mechanical like owl. Boobala. Oh, well, you got to get your, your Boobala beneath the chupa. Is a you know, some J date thing I wrote back oh. in the day. <laughs> but so they have a large owl that's like you will now. Come before this society. Yeah, I, I, that's pretty much it. Wow. There apparently there is one photograph of this owl, um, and I'm sure you can Google it and and find it. But mm. other other than that, cameras are not allowed. Nobody's ever lived to tell the tale. <laughs> I feel, I feel that in this garage, you would have to subject sub, subjugate yourself to a large uh, cardboard <laughs> cutout of bucks. <laughs> Step grandfather oh. that we have here that you need yes. to take home now or else my wife will kill me because well, it freaks the, her out when she comes to the garage. This is the fourth show that we mentioned that it freaks your wife out and you want it out, but I still have yet to take <laughs> it. I mean, I'm, I'm counting every one. It's part of the show Cause, now. Because by the time we do the shows, like usually we mentioned in the beginning, by the time we're done, we're kind of like, you know, shit-faced or something like that. And it's like, oh, all right, let's get out of here type yeah. of thing. And it's like, I always forget to take my grandpa home. I yeah. think the, I think the painting of Todd is scarier. It's, yeah. it, that's like the Wizard of Oz over, over that, there. I know. That it doesn't freak needs, your wife out? It just needs like some smoke or something. 
You will yeah. stand before me, Craig. Br- bring me the w- the broomstick of the wicked witch. You know. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, there is a scary uh, thing of me. So what? What else do we got? What's the next initiation ceremony? That all maybe- right. Um, on the first Saturday of the encampment, a dramatic ceremony known as the. Wait, right, wait. Which society is this? Uh, the skull, skull and bones, the weird ass initiation. Well, skull and bones. The the big deal was that recently, uh, during the Bush Kerry election, that they were both yeah, skull and bones. They members. were members at one point, and it's from like Yale or something, right? Uh, and something like that. Yeah. There was a movie too uh, called uh, I think it was called Skull and Bones. Was it Skull it? Boats? Yeah. It yeah. was like Pacey from Dawson's Creek or something, running away from these secret society guys. The fact that you know um, people from Dawson's Creek. Uh, well. This is Katie Holmes, still hot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Shout Ooga Booga and lick my bottle at noon. Wait, 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 what? wait, wait. Give me that little... Clear up your speech, Quinn. Huh? Weird-ass initiation. Shout Ooga Booga. Ooga Booga. And lick my bumhole at new initiates. In 2001, the, jur- is- the journalists actually videotaped the ceremony. This time, they witnessed a guy wearing a George Bush mask, oh. uh, affecting a Texas drawl and <laughs> yelling, I'm going to ream you like I reamed Al Gore, and <laughs> lick it, my yeah. bumhole neophyte. Yeah. What, what's that? I'm going to rip you in the bunghole me- neophyte? Lick, lick my bumhole neophyte. Why does it always get gay? I... Uh, I, I'm I'm having a hard time believing this. It's the final frontier. Well, it well, was just... at that point that the laughter probably turned to horrified gasps as the journalists suddenly realized that these uh, uh, one of these masked faces could very well be president someday. Hey, uh, gonna, hey, lick my uh, wow! That's 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 horrifying. Nancy, lick my bumhole. Well, well, Nancy, <laughs> lick my bumhole. So okay, we got one last one. So. Uh, this one's my favorite. Maybe maybe we should subject Quinn to some bunghole licking. Well, our uh, our initiation uh, ceremony is pretty gay. If you look at it from just an observer's point of view, it's, yeah. it's pretty bad. It is. Quinn, you should really be... Like, the George Bush mask <laughs> and lick my bunghole ain't shit compared to what we're we, going to give yeah, you today. Yeah, just think of I'm a safety of. word that you know you feel comfortable with. Um, there are no safety words in the rotating gang of Cigar Star <laughs> Indians initiation. I'll let you know that. All right. Well. All right um, Final one. This one's my favorite. The Masons. There's a Mason Lodge uh, a few blocks from my house. I was looking up online recently, and you can buy Mason's rings online hmm. for like 30 bucks. And yeah. I just thought that it would be kind of sweet to roll around wearing oh, a Mason's yeah. ring. Yeah. And just like you just get weird respect yeah. from people. Like you go to 7-Eleven, buy some beers, and then like you'd pull out your credit card <laughs> or your cash, and then you just have that ring. And people are like, oh. Somebody would try to do the secret handshake with you, and you'd be like, I don't know what you're talking right. about. Right. You'd be but found that, out. That just means I'm a more badass Mason yeah. than you. All right. All paranoid conspiratorial raving aside, 14 American presidents counted themselves as Freemasons. Now, and, it was Ob- um, I don't think Obama's Bar- a Freemason. Yes, he is. Oh, he is? I, I, yeah, I, I was just about to say that. Obama? Um, Barack Obama is a Mason, yes. What? Wow. Um, the weird-ass initiation. They instruct new members to wear aprons, hit them on the head with a bag of hair, force them to play dead, while other members pretend to conduct a murder, hasty burial, escape... Trial, uh, conviction, execution, and proper burial on so behalf you, of the foe like, dead. Again, this sounds like Tuesday night for yeah. me. Well, it sounds like <laughs> a, a, an episode of Judge Mathis that yeah. Buck would watch. Yeah, serious. Then a guy comes out 
playing a highwayman robber yelling, this shaking candidate does not satisfy me. So it's like somebody's like, so the guy goes out there and somebody acts like a highway robber, robbery man, probably dressed like Adam Ant from the strip video and, oh. and, and approaches the guy and get gets him to maybe give up the, the Mason's secrets or whatever. So it's all about holding yeah, back he, the secrets. The guy's yelling, talk not to me of time or place, but give me the secrets of a master Mason or I will take your life. Oh. And then he does, but fakely. And we're not even going to talk about the secret hug. Oh, so there's a hug involved. Ooh. So wow. whenever you see Obama hug, maybe like <laughs> some other Mason, I'm sure like John McCain's probably a Mason, or some of his, his Republican rivals, whenever he gives them a hug, they still have that look. You know, what's the purpose of this role-playing? I mean, is it is it supposed to be amusing or funny, or, or do they get something out of it? Well, Quinn, we're, you're <laughs> I'm we're about to find out. I'm about, about to find out, aren't yeah. I? You're gonna. You're about to be initiated. So we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back on the Far Out podcast and see if oh. Quinn can deal with the Far Out initiation. I may be gone by then. become the mighty Quinn of the Far Out Podcast. Why is Buck wearing a blue Speedo and uh, wearing an executioner's mask? This is not a situation where you should be asking questions. It's a situation where you should capitulate. Sorry. To myself and Buck. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do not judge Buck's attire. Buck, are you comfortable? I'm not judging. I'm just just curious. I feel very good, actually. It's uh, hot out here today, so the Speedo's feeling good. Good choice. Quinn, will you answer yes to the five questions? If not, we will shut down this immediately when you will not become a member of the rotating gang of cigar store Indians. Yes. After answering yes to the five questions, you shall consume. And after the consummation of one drink, you will become a member. Of the rotating gang of cigar store Indians. Can I see the ingredients, please? You will never see the <laughs> ingredients. Ever. Ah. All right. It's coffee. It's coffee. It's coffee. <laughs> it's only coffee. It's only coffee. It's only coffee. Question one. Yes. One. Yes. Yes. One. Yes. Yes. Right, there, I, I said yes five times. There you go. Will you sip the blood of the sixth serpent? Blood of the sixth <laughs> serpent. Yes. Oh, that was good. Affirmative. Even if the fruit of knowledge soils your tongue, will you still speak its wisdom? Speak its wisdom. Yes. Will you drink the virgin menstrual blood on the equinox? Yeah. Virgin menstrual blood.
to go home. No. I... Will you deny the cloven-footed animals entrance to your pasture? <laughs> Into your pasture? What does that even mean? No cloves. Will you deny the cloven-footed animals entrance to your pasture, Quinn? Denial. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, that was good. The final question. Oh, God. One Last more. Time. Before you must drink the secret juice. Okay, let's have it. Give it to me. Give it to me, Dad. Ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Ever dance with the devil by the pale moonlight? Yes. Now you will drink the juice given to you. Drink it up. Describe the juice. It's it's black. (laughs) It's... Like my very, heart. very black. It is the blackness of the soul. It smells of charcoal and ether. You will drink it. If you do not drink it, you will not become a member of the rotating gang of cigar store in India. India. All right. Okay, bottoms up. Bottoms up. Now you hear Fire! <laughs> that you, is liquid gold, my friend. Now you hear the drums of my man Tariq Abdul Shabazz. Oh yes. <laughs> Do you hear them, Quinn? I hear them. You are now an official member of the rotating gang of cigar store Indians. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you, my brothers. Um, brothers in podcasting now. And thank you. And thank you, my listeners. And with that, I will give you a ceremonial poem to finish off today's show. <laughs> oh, good God. The white man has many hands, many thumbs, many fingers that he will insert into you until the pain lingers. The white man will leave you feeling raped, feeling used, but still not abused. We are the Far Out Podcast, dropping jokes on your ass from 2010 to infinity. Yeah. The divinity of Buck Perez.